Welcome to Happily Altered After. Unique perspectives on the road of wedded bliss, and heartwarming hysterical, maddening, and jaw-dropping stories filled with wedding planning tips, tricks, do's and don'ts. And here is your host, Maya Hollihan. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Happily Altered After podcast. Today is a very special episode for me because I have one of my dear friends on as a guest, uh, a college bestie uh, that we've been fortunate enough to stay in touch and and, um, continue to build our friendship over the years, but I will not reveal how old either one of us are. (laughs) Um, So happy to have her today and and really super excited about the subject we're going to talk about because in my eyes, and and she hopefully will agree with me, the, this, this particular part of your wedding is the first impression your guests have about what your wedding day is going to be all about. The feel, the look, about you and your, your, your future spouse. Uh, it's really important. So today we're talking about the invitation suite, uh, which I know can be a painful process for many uh, couples who are planning their wedding. So I'm super excited to introduce my dear friend, Amy Jamison, who is the proprietor of Fire Plug Designs. Uh, and um, we're going to get into it. Aim, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Maya? Fabulous. Hello, everybody. Thank you for uh, uh, letting me ring you in because I, I <laughs> first of all, you're so talented and we will share um, some of your designs on our, on our social media sites and all, and all of your contact information so people will be able to find you. Excellent. Um, but, uh, I, I am actually like a stationary geek. I don't know if like, you know, I'm sure you are too, obviously, because you're mm-hmm. uh, this is what you do, but I love paper and I, I, I could like spend my days in like paper stores. Um, and so I, I just believe wholeheartedly that the invitation suite is just a really important aspect to um, the wedding process. Do you agree? I do agree. I wish, I wish everyone agreed with us. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully today we're going to we're going to teach everyone why it's so important. I hope so. so I hope so. My first question is, um, you know, what what are the most important things a couple needs to take into consideration when they're planning their invitation suite? Um, and then what consists of the invitation suite? Because I feel like sometimes people get tunnel vision and they mm-hmm. talk about the invitation itself and, and forget about everything else that goes with it. Right, right. Oh, great questions. Um, and, and I think it, the whole invitation industry and, and all the pieces and it's so um, flexible and it, it depends. It depends on everything. So um, in my opinion, I think the things that people need to think about when it comes to their invitation suite is they need to think about how many pieces are going to be in that suite. And we'll kind of go, I'll talk more about that when, when we talk through what exactly is in the invitation suite. Um, something that people forget about is the cost of postage, because depending on how many pieces that dictates the weight of the actual invitation and also the size because there's different sizes. If it's not a non-standard size, you're going to pay more in postage. And also if you're going to be sending them to family and friends overseas or outside of the U.S. So um, that's that's something that that people tend to forget about. Um, And actually the number of 
invitations that you need. Just because your wedding party is 300 people doesn't mean you need 300 invitations. So, um, and I think that's something that some people will plan for um, and others will be like, oh, I only need 100 or 150, depending on how many couples or families are, um, they're planning on inviting to the wedding. Um, that, and that's the piece of it because I am actually just interestingly enough, the timing of this conversation. One of my tips that, that I just posted on social media the other day was uh, the first two things you really have to hammer out before you do anything is your budget and your guest list. Yep. <laughs> yep. Knowing truly not just how many people you're inviting, but what is the logistics of where do these people live? How many people are from the same family, from the same household? Mm -hmm. Would really factor into, again, how many invitations you need. Exactly. Exactly. And, and everything is, you know, the look and feel, you still have, you know, some brides that, that want a very traditional, you know, invitation suite and a very traditional, um, you know, they're planning a very traditional wedding and you have some that are, are more casual. So um, it definitely crosses the gamut of, of that first impression that you talked about first and really the tone that you want to set for that special day. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are, what are um, you know, I use the phrase invitation suite and, and because it is, it's, it's a number of different things that actually make up the invitation. So, so what's included in the invitation suite? Um, and then uh, what are, what's the information? You know, we kind of just talked about the guest list, but what's the other information a couple needs to make sure they have to completely um, get the invitation suite right? Right. Okay. So, um, and we'll talk about a little about this too. You, you have this save the date piece that you can send, which is part of the suite. And then which on that, you know, you should at least be letting people know the date. Absolutely. And sitting in state of, of location for them to, to be able to plan. And then in the invitation itself, you need to make sure you have your host, which is who's actually paying for the wedding on the actual invitation. Um, and, you know, date, you know, date, date, time, location of the ceremony. Um, if it's a church invitation. So I've done, I've done many different um, layouts where it's more formal and they're going to have a church wedding. And then you just pretty much say, you know, reception to follow. And then there's a separate reception card, which kind of goes into the logistics card, um, or if you're going to have the ceremony um, and reception in the same place, you can put that on the card. I know some people are like, should we put our website address? And it's like, no, website addresses do not go on your invitation. You may put them on a different piece of it if you would like, but it does not go on the actual formal invite. <laughs> Um, appropriate for like an engagement announcement or like a bridal shower announcement, like putting the wedding website. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or even if it's a, an extra, it's ex, an extra piece. Oh, um, but just to kind of, you know, it's like a, as a side piece. Um, absolutely. But not on, not on the invitation itself. Um, and then, you know, for a logistics card, I've had, you know, I've done many where um, I've done directions to the church and then I've done directions from the church to the reception or just directions to the reception. I mean, I know this is the age of technology, but there are still some of our, our lovely people and our lovely friends and family that are very technology averse. Right. So actually having printed 
directions from, you know, your major highways um, is always helpful, especially for, you know, grandparents, things like that. Well, I also, you know, I'm getting sentimental here, but um, I know one of the, the uh, sort of traditions that some couples do after they get married is they actually frame their invitation suite. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. It's cool to kind of have that all framed. So, you know, you remember, <laughs> you remember how to get to the places where exactly. Where special <laughs> so, <yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> And then, and then also on that logistics card, you know, you'd have your reception, you know, location and what time it starts, you know, if there's hotel, if there's logistics, you know, lodging um, logistics that people need to be aware of, you know, if there's going to be shuttles, anything that pertains to the actual um, reception goes on that, it goes on that separate, you know, logistics card that that we usually make. And then you've got your RSVP. There are some people that do postcards, RSVP postcards, um, or they do the traditional um, reply card with envelope. And that is an important card because you're telling people when they need to get it back to you so that you have plenty of time to be able to collect your RSVPs and get your, um, your venue, you know, catering, order in so that you have enough food for people. And then um, you also need, you know, if people need to make food choices, they're on that card, who will be attending, if they will be attending with someone or just themselves. Um, so that is also an important piece of the invitation suite. And you can also add different personal touches, like if you wanted to put on there, if you wanted people to give you a song request, like what would be your favorite song you'd want the DJ or the band to play, you know, while you're at the reception. So little, little personal touches like that always, always help. And you make another good point about this sort of goes back to guest list and like knowing the, 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 the makeup of your guest list and budget because you're not mm -hmm. only the postage for sending the invitation, but you have to put a postage stamp on the RSVP that's coming back to you. So uh, again, sometimes people forget that they're, they're, we get a little bit of tunnel vision when we're in planning and, you know, so that's kind of double the cost um, mm -hmm. on the invitation size. And um, feel free to slam me or correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But this speaks to etiquette. The people that the invitation is addressed to are the people that are actually invited to the wedding, correct? Correct. <laughs> so like, if it doesn't say and children, would that, should I assume that my children are not invited? You should, yes. Okay. If it, yes. Usually if, if you're inviting the whole household, you would put like the Jameson family mm -hmm. and, and you wouldn't make it, you wouldn't need to make it as formal or, or if depending on the age of the children, if you have, <laughs> so there's, there's a couple different things. And I think when you talk about budget and, and postage, you know, you, you can do one of two ways. If, if you have adult children living in the house, <laughs> technically etiquette wise, um, if you follow all the rules, they're supposed to get their own invitation. Um, you know, if, if you're trying to be a little bit more um, environmentally friendly with paper and <laughs> economical, you can always put their names on, on the actual um, envelope. And I've done it, I've done it both ways. So in that way, you know that they are invited as well. Yes, that's a very good point. It will just use eco-conscious as an excuse. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> 
Exactly. And the other thing to point out when you're talking about the the you know postage on the reply card and, and postcard, I'm not sure everyone is really um, aware because you know how often do we do it, but postcard stamps are less expensive than your regular stamp. So if you're going to do a reply postcard, you know postage for that isn't isn't as much. That's a great point. That's a, that's a very, very good point. So, and, and I know like most save the dates, not all of them, but a lot of them are postcard shape, right? Or mm -hmm. more economical. So um, does a couple have to have a save the date? Like what is, what, what's kind of the real reason why a save the date was even created? So it's a great question. I love the save the date question because I look at it a couple different ways. So I think the save the dates, in my opinion, the save the dates were put in place, I think sometimes in lieu of engagement announcements or engagement, um, you know, formal engagement announcements. Because um, it can be kind of used for both. I don't think you, you don't need to send a save the date. And the purpose, you know, the ultimate purpose behind it is for people to plan and be able to plan. So I think it depends on your guest list. If you have a lot of folks coming from out of town or even from other countries, mm -hmm. um, I think it's always nice to kind of give them a heads up. But the one thing to remember with the save the date is you're kind of letting them know that they will be getting a formal invitation. So, it's almost that if you're not quite sure, <laughs> don't send a save the date because it very rarely happens, but you really don't want to have to uninvite someone. Um, I mean, obviously in, in the world we're in right now, yeah, you know, that's happened, but it really is. It's kind of like a promise to, I can't wait to share this day with you and, you know, put it on your calendar because it's coming and, and you'll get that formal invite. Yeah, I think also too, I'm gonna two points here. One, I think they would be very important if you're planning on doing a destination wedding as well. Because mm -hmm. I Yes, I forgot about that. You are correct. Yeah. Absolutely. And the second point is you opened the door. I did not. Let's talk about uninviting people during the age of COVID. Mm -hmm. <laughs> does it have to be formal? I mean, does does it's a very really strenuous time for a lot of people. So does the uninviting have to be as formal as the actual inviting was, considering the fact that restrictions seem to change every other day? I, in my opinion, no. And and in everything that I've read, no. Um, it's not, you know, I, I've seen, you know, the, um, and forgive me, I'm forgetting the term that they're calling it, the, you know, the the updated kind of save the date where people have had to change their wedding date and they, they resend out, you know, to everyone that they've already sent their original save the dates to going, Oh, guess what? We have to change our date. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, everyone just, just be thoughtful and tell people as soon as you know, um, it is, is all of the um, advice that I've, that I've read and, and, and heard from others. And it's just, I think people are very understanding and they know it could happen. So. Yeah. I, I, in the conversations I've had with people and we've certainly mentioned it before on the podcast is we've got to show grace on both sides, right? There needs to be grace extended, whether you are the one having to, it's horrible for a couple to uninvite somebody. No matter. Absolutely. 
horrible. And then for the somebody who's getting uninvited, that hurts too. But you have to just have grace in, in, in the turmoil and understand that it really kind of isn't personal. I mean, oftentimes, you know, they are making the decisions based on both state and city regulations and venues. Mm -hmm. Often mm -hmm. venues or, or some of the other vendors that play a factor have their own restrictions on top of what is already being sort of mandated by, by the area. So, right. Um, so yeah, so everyone needs to show a little bit of grace. Mm -hmm. um, my next question is, I'm interested to, in your answer because I feel like it might fall along the same lines as like why two wedding gowns that look exactly the same are so different in price, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> two beautiful white ball gowns yeah right next to each other that look the same one is ten thousand dollars and the other is eight hundred dollars um and the answer to that is well it's very deep and i won't go into it we're not talking about dresses today but right invitations <laughs> i would think it's along the same line so what why do invitations run the full gamut in terms of price and what dictates the pricing well i think <laughs> that's, a, it's, that's a complicated question. <laughs> I think it depends. Um, I, I think almost kind of like your, um, your top brands or, you know, when you think of your, you know, your Lexus and your Mercedes and your BMWs, um, you know, if you're going to a, a crane or a high end invitation um, or stationer, if you will, um, that's, you're going to pay that price. Um, and I would, I think that a lot of some of the things that you need to think about is that personal um, interaction with your stationer and, and making sure that you have that connection. I mean, there's so many different, I feel like a lot of the intricacies of different of the invitation, you know, play a lot into price, you know, whether it's layered, if you're using metallic, um, paper the weight of the paper like how thick is it you know and and if there's going to be some type of you know pocket that's going to hold all your pieces um the envelopes you know if there's a reply envelope and an outer envelope and if there's lined and if there's a external envelope that everything is going to fit in so it's it's um you know those different the different um manual I guess touches if you're if you're working with somebody that's going to have a lot of there's going to be a lot of labor mm -hmm. put into the invitation you're definitely it's you're definitely going to be on that on that higher end um, and it definitely comes to quality and 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 look and feel of that paper like we always talk about going and, and, and geeking out on on paper um, it's so, like on a sheet right it's like yeah Thread counts to sheets is sort of like uh, determining the price. Absolutely. Absolutely. I question because I think, you know, um, again, part of this purpose of the podcast is to educate people on, you know, mm -hmm. why things cost the way that they cost. And, and oftentimes it, it is, it's the labor, it's the ink, it's the, it's the paperweight, it's the, all the other additions that you're going to add to it. It's the shape. I remember Bobby and I's invitation was oblong. It was almost like, um, like mm -hmm. a, Right, but a long clutch. Yeah, yeah. Really Change the price mm -hmm. 
And then we had metallic paper, like, like mar not marbleized, marbleized um, paper. And, all. <laughs> and I, of course, I yeah. fell in love with it all. And then I got the price tag and I was like, what? But I loved it so yeah. much. I didn't care. Uh, however, there's nothing worse than falling in love with something and then not being able to actually go forward with it. So I feel like you know, for, for, for our couples, do some research on the different, you know, invitation company, or even using somebody like you, like you personally work hand in hand with your couples from, from, from like, from vision to execution that costs money. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be more. And I, I do think that couples have to choose if you if you have an unlimited budget you don't it doesn't matter you can choose anything but if you don't have an unlimited budget you have to choose the things that are most important to you and mm -hmm. emphasis on those things and if 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 paper and the invitation suite and the whole stationary thing is important to you then then you got to start doing that research early on because again right. you can call anywhere in the price spectrum my my goal and the one thing that i I pride myself on with being able to work with, with myself or, or someone like me is that I want to take that bride that says, and, and we're not naive to the cost of a wedding. Um, and the invitation piece is an extremely important piece, but it's also not where a lot of people are going to be spending thousands and thousands of dollars when it comes to their wedding planning. So my focus is to be able to have that special piece that you're going to want to frame, mm -hmm. you know, for that, for that keepsake that I can educate you on the different ways that you can save some of that money mm -hmm. and you're not ordering, you know, online wedding invitations through Shutterfly, not, or any of the other, you know, bazillion, you yeah. know, online, um, you know, card and invitation companies that are out there so that you know what you're going to get. All of my clients, after we're done kind of planning what it's going to look like, they get a real live invitation. I mail it to them, how, they're, how their guests would receive it. And, and almost like that's kind of like the, that's the selling point. That's the like, I'm in, you know, it's the, yes. That's the piece of exact, mind. This is exactly what I want. Right. Yeah. You've just mailed them peace of mind because they yeah. know exactly what it's going going to look like. And, and right. I think, again, uh, everyone's budget is different. Every every decision you make has a risk factor attached mm -hmm. to it. Um, and so with invitations, when you do purchase online and there's plenty of people that do it and there's plenty of outfits that, that offer it, um, you know, you have to you have to ask yourself, am I okay with the risk I'm taking that it mm -hmm. may exactly perfect right so absolutely I mean, this probably doesn't happen as much anymore because I feel like companies have perfected it but years ago when I used to do invitations and they were we would order them through companies online and varied companies I had a couple invitation um, orders to come in where the 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 printing on the paper was crooked or the cutting yeah was crooked or some of the invitations were cut off at a certain place and other you know what I mean and so mm -hmm. even with invitations oftentimes you get what you pay for and so um you know take the time to to do some educating and hopefully this podcast is one of those places where you will you will glean some some education uh, about the process yeah um so absolutely I think this is probably uh an unknown as well but at what point 
in the planning timeline um, should couples absolutely nail down their invitations and and when should they send them out what is what is the uh what's the time frame for sending them out i think that's a great question because i think a lot of people that's one of the things that they they is always a question <laughs> when, when i when they start working with me i definitely like starting start work start excuse me working with um couples at least six months before the wedding to start designing their suite because ultimately you know you want to be able to get everything printed and back um, and then you can, you want to send out the actual invitation, typically six to eight weeks prior to the wedding so that you have time to get RSVPs back because most, most of them can be dictated on, you know, it, it's dictated by your venue on, on when they need that final count. Um, and that's where I, us I usually work from that date, you know, at least two weeks, mm -hmm. sometimes longer. Um, to get for, for an RSVP date to get that back. There have been people that, you know, I've sent the invitations out, you know, four months prior because they just, they, they want to get them out, want to get them out, want to get it, you know, done and start and start collecting, collecting the, um, the RSVPs back. So do you think, um, because I feel like RSVPing has sort of fallen by the wayside. <laughs> mm -hmm. People don't do it like they should. So do you think it, like, what's better, sending them out earlier than six to eight weeks or waiting until the last minute? Because I feel like I, me personally, if I got it four months before the wedding, I would just forget. I would put it aside and then your wedding planner or like your mother would have to call me and be like, are you coming to this damn wedding or not? <laughs> so like, is there a better way of doing it or are you just sort of like, send it out and hope? <laughs> Well, I mean, I think you need to know your family and your guest list and your friends and, and know kind of, you know, if, if they're going to RSVP. Now, for me, I get a wedding invitation, I RSVP and stick it in the mail the next day. <laughs> so, because, you know, it's like, why not? You already got it. Yeah, we're going to go. We'll put it on the calendar and, and it's in the mail and done. And then, you know, and then you have, you know, you're like, yeah, I'll do it later. <laughs> I think I think it all depends. I mean, I don't think RSVPing online or through a website. I haven't heard of any of great success with that. I mean, I think people always have that as an option. Um, so you can do it, and I think that also depends on your guest list. Um, the one thing that I that I do with my RSVPs for my brides is I actually print on either the RSVE, whether it's a postcard or the envelope, the actual guest return address, one, because some people even forget to put their names. I've had that happen before where they were like, thank God you put the return address because they didn't even write their name on the RSVP card. They just like put it in and sent it back. <laughs> so, um, and even for handwriting, if people, you know, are messy and you have no idea who this person is that's coming. So, that's that's one of the extra things that that I like to to have printed for for our couples. Yeah, I I think one of my questions was give me a tip, but that's a fantastic tip. Yeah. Because um, like like for me, I have horrible handwriting, so I'm pretty sure nobody would be able to decipher it, and I probably would be the person that forgot to put my name. And, <laughs> and you know, there's nothing worse for the the wedding planner or the person that you've designated to to manage your RSVPs to try to figure out who the heck is actually coming and mm -hmm. keeping your fingers crossed, right? So absolutely, that's awesome. Um, do you have any like 
favorite designs that you've you've done that really like like stick you know in your mind or your heart that have been pretty cool over the years um of course i still remember your wedding i know i I mean that's kind of what inspired me so for the listeners out there my wedding invitation was not a traditional wedding invitation it was full of color (laughs) it was aqua and chocolate and red um and I incorporated like the meanings behind those colors into my, you know, the, my, the overall theme of my wedding. Um, I really think I love those the most. I mean, I love the people that want to, you know, inflict color and, and I'm, and don't get me wrong. I'm all for the elegant, you know, subtle pops of color, um, you know, traditional look, but those, those are fun. There were, there was one that I did just last I think it was last summer. Um, she really wanted a travel theme and she wanted a passport type of, you know, she wanted her actual invitation to be a passport. Um, I, and and I, I was able to find somebody that actually did an actual, it, it looked like a literal passport, um, but it, w- it was expensive. It was a cost that they weren't willing to, willing to pay. Um, so I designed something, you know, just a very, basic, you know, five by seven side, but one side was the passport cover and the other side was the invitation. So, and then we kind of had, you know, some of her, her extra pieces that had that kind of that travel theme to it. So that was a fun one. I, I liked being able to do that. Um, well, I'm sure yeah. that you love it when, when a couple's just like, we just, we trust your creative genius. <laughs> Take the ball and run with it, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. That's exciting. I, I, um, so our invitation was, uh, it was a combination of elegant and, and, uh, probably, I don't know, crass, maybe I have no idea. It was really a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful invitation. I was very happy with it, but, uh, it was. the inside, I don't know if you remember what the inside envelope said. Um, but it, it said time to drink and dance on the tables. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> There's actually a picture of my husband from the wedding on the, on the table dancing and, and we have that. So it was really cool. So we kind of blended. And I think that that was like one of the things that our planner did because she knew us personally was like, we need to mm-hmm. like make sure people have a sense of what type of wedding, like this is going to be a party. <laughs> so right. You know, figure out how um, uh, how to how to convey that. So, and that was really cool. I think it's I one of the things that I love about invitations and really kind of anything about weddings today is that couples can really infuse their personalities, their quirks, you know, their their the memories that they've created together, you know, mm-hmm. so far in every element of their planning. And I feel like the invitation suite is just one of those places where they can really amp it up. Absolutely. And it's like, the, you know, sky's the limit, like you can combine a whole bunch of different elements, you know, there's no real rules. It's how you want people to, to exactly what you said, you know, it, what they're going to expect from that day and, and put your personality on it and, and set the tone. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, any pitfalls, any like, mm, I don't know if it's pitfalls or like pet- have you ever had an experience where just the whole entire invitation thing went wrong or, or have you heard of an experience where it's just the whole thing was just a complete nightmare from, from, from soup to nuts? Like what would be, I'm trying to get our, our listeners to think like things that they wouldn't think of, like what would be like a, Oh shit, 
this is so wrong. <laughs> you, have to, you have to fix it real quick. <laughs> Um, I haven't had anything disastrous. You know, the, the one thing that, you know, especially when you're, you know, everyone's human and sometimes, you know, there's human error. And I would just say, you know, you need to be really um, diligent about, you know, proofing what your designer, what, you know, what your designer has done. Um, there was a, there was an instance where this, the font that we used um, for the names was a very elegant, very wispy, you know, type of font. And I had misspelled the, I think, groom's last name. Um, so I had the, the envelopes, you know, were printed that way because um, it was something that I, I had outsourced for printing instead of printing them in-house. And they came back and, and the bride missed it. I missed it. We both missed it. And I was like, oh, no. So, you know, we had to <laughs> reprint them all over again. Um, you know, just... Just little thing like, yeah. things like that, you know, little typos and spelling errors and make sure you spell out the year or don't spell out the year. Just, you know, <laughs> things like that. Right. Like those are yeah. and I, the proofreading I, I, yeah. is a hard, that's hard. You're so excited. And it's, yeah. again, and it's, it's not just the details of the invitation, but everybody's name and address. And where, mm -hmm. like, that takes time and it is mm -hmm. tedious. So that's some really, really, really good advice. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned something about font, and it made me chuckle because um, I can't remember <laughs> the word, but a friend of mine posted a picture on Facebook the other day, and the caption just said, when fonts matter. And, and it, <laughs> it was like candlestick, but it was really like something ick, like, you know, <laughs> I, know I won't say it. But yeah. Because of the font, it looked totally like a different word and it was a totally like, a oh. so, so, um, yeah. again, I think the benefits of working with somebody like yourself is you're going to see that before it even ever goes out to your gas. Oh yes. <laughs> you know, blindly ordering and fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so right. Exactly. Well, that's just it. You know, you're proofing things online and that's it. You know, that's, that's your last, that's your last recourse. <laughs> so, um, yeah, great. That's right. Um, anything else that I have not covered when it comes to, to any trends, any particular, uh, it's funny cause I forgot, I didn't send this to you previously, but I always ask about trends. Are there any particular trends with invitations, um, uh, these days? You know, up, up, up in the Northeast, because, you know, I'm up in the Boston area. I mean, it's still, you know, it's still a little on the, you know, still on the traditional side, um, you know, but overall, I think it's, I think just more people are, um, a lot more graphics are getting infused, like, you know, full florals and, and things like that. Um, I don't think there's anything specific that, that any of the, you know, the big, you know, the knots and the, and the, you know, wedding wires have, um, have put out there. Um, it's just, you know, just being able to put yourself and put your personality, you know, behind it to be able to, to share that day. Um, yeah. Following, follow your heart. Follow your Yeah. Heart. Yeah, absolutely. And just work with somebody that's, you know, you want to work with someone that's genuine and, and has, you know, a passion. I mean, I have a passion around this and, and it's, 
you know, I love, I love being able to work with brides. I mean, this is this, like you said at the very beginning, I mean, you're setting the tone, you know, regardless of, of budget, you know, it, it doesn't have to be a big budget and it doesn't have to, you know, or it can be a big budget. So it's, yeah. it's very easy to, if you, if you're working with somebody that has your best interests at heart too, and you have that open line of communication and, you know, you can feel that sincerity. Well, as I was gonna say, there's no amount of money that can that can override real, true emotion and love, <laughs> and and sincerity and genuineness, and even just just unique and authentic um, mm -hmm. elements to to a wedding. And you know, I often I've been to weddings that were you know hundreds of thousands of dollars, and I've been to backyard weddings, and some of those very small, intimate, twenty-five to thirty people weddings that. Mm -hmm and budget were way more fun <laughs> yeah. Enjoyable. yeah so so you just have to again like think about what you want what's important to you and 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 your future spouse and then like you just kind of hit the nail on the head work with professionals mm -hmm. and people that are gonna realize your vision and that you're gonna enjoy because you know you 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 work with your couples you said from at least six months until they walk down the aisle that's a yep. long time mm-hmm that's a long time. So yeah. Uh, yeah. And all pieces. I mean, it doesn't just stop at the invitation suite. I mean, it go, you know, you, you've got your invitation, but then you've got all your, your ancillary pieces mm -hmm. for the actual reception. And then um, there, I've gotten many, um, guess what, we're pregnant, you know, six months or a year, a year, or two years after the wedding, you know, so they remember you and they, they want to work with you based on their you know, initial experience that you provided for them for their wedding day. And they want to continue that through all the milestones. So that's why qualifying vendors is so important. Yeah. Really, Cause I've, I've spoken to plenty of planners and photographers who have said to me in interviews, like I'm, I end up being their planner for life or I end up being their photographer for life. Like mm -hmm. major milestone that they have after their wedding I, they call me if whether it's, you know, 50th wedding anniversary or, or 40th birthday or babies or whatever new house. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's, um, we get to be part of that. And I think that that's really cool. I think that's, that's, um, you know, I, when I had the store, the only time that I saw a repeat was like, A, if somebody got divorced and was getting remarried and I saw them again, or B, like their family member was coming in, but we weren't ever part of like every other experience after. And I've always thought that's really cool for um, some of the other wedding vendors. And I'm sure probably the driving force behind why so many people, um, you know, do that because uh, they get to be like friends with these people for life. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, Ames, I love you so much. I, wish oh, I love you too. We could get together. Um, no. You've been um, really just like a wealth of knowledge today. And I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I love you. And for anyone that's listening that needs invitations, just because she's in Boston doesn't mean she can't do your invitation. Absolutely. Uh, and what is, what's your website address for people to find you? It's uh, fireplugdesigns.com and I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook as well. 
And one of um, one of my invitation suites are, will actually be um, highlighted next week on December seventh um, on cakeandlace.com. So, and you'll you can see some of um, it was a, our winter wedding. We did a winter wedding shoot last year, and then COVID hit, so we were waiting to to get a blog, um, someone to host it. So, yeah, excited to see that with some very talented um, floral and hair and makeup. Uh, professionals as well they're amazing and send me those photographer i will and i'll be sure to share them um, i will awesome girl you're the best all right thank you love ya you've been listening to happily altered after unique perspectives on the road of wedded bliss with your host maya hollihan